to glory land It won't be long Until I take the hand Of Jesus Christ With a great big smile We'll sit right down Charles Watson was born again on May 23, 1975, at the California Men's Colony. His transformation can best be described as amazing grace. Here's one of his messages from his early years of ministry. Until I see the man, the Prince of Peace. Praise God. Today is Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving Sunday at least. I tell you, we need to declare right now that we're going to thank God like we've never thanked Him before, amen? But not only today, every day we need to thank God. Now we're going to begin this morning in Psalms chapter 92 for the scripture reading, beginning with verse number 1. And today we're going to be talking about not being slothful in our thanksgiving unto God. Not being slothful, be not slothful in our thanksgiving unto God. As I've been meditating on this message, I've noticed that in order for me not to be slothful in my thanksgiving, I have to learn not to be slothful in other areas of my life. In other words, I need to know what I need to be thankful for. And if I'm not diligent in all areas of my life, such as reading the Word and my service to God and attending services, getting into Bible studies and keeping my communion with God and redeeming my time for God's purpose in this world, I'll never come into the knowledge and understanding of what I have to be thankful for. We've got a lot to be thankful for, amen? In Psalms chapter 92, verse number 1, it says, It is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord, and to sing praises unto thy name, O Most High, to show forth thy loving kindness in the morning, and thy faithfulness every night, upon an instrument of ten strings, and upon the psalmstreet, upon the harp, with a solemn sound. Brothers, it's a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord. Amen? A good thing to give thanks unto the Lord. You say, well, Charles, you've been talking about slothful, slothfulness. What is slothful? Well, slothful is not inclined to work. You know, being a Christian takes a little work. No, we're not saved by works, but I tell you, we're his workmanship. And the Lord tells us after we give our life to Him that we need to begin to labor in His Word. We need to study to show ourselves approved unto God. There's a lot of commands in the Bible. A lot of things that we have to do. We have to labor in His Word. We have to work out our salvation with fear and trembling, Paul wrote in the book of Philippians. Well, slothfulness actually means laziness. You know, in the body of Christ today, and even in areas of my own life, in all of our life, we would have to admit that there's areas of laziness in our life. Amen? And I believe that one of those is thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. And because we are slothful in our thanksgiving, we can look into other areas of our life and see possibly why we're slothful or lazy in our thanksgiving. Slothfulness, laziness. Paul says this. He says, not slothful, in business. The word business means diligence. Not slothful in diligence, but fervent with the Spirit, serving the Lord. 
You know, one of the greatest ways you can serve the Lord is to begin to thank and praise God and serve him with gladness in your heart. Serve and praise God. That's Romans 12, 11, if you're marking down scriptures this morning. Paul also said, that ye be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. So the word tells us to be not slothful, to be not slothful in our relationship with God. Well, let's look a little deeper into this word here. What is a sloth? Well, I'm going to give you the definition of a sloth this morning. Matter of fact, I'm even going to show you one on the overhead projector here. If you want a good picture of a sloth, we got this one here out of Webster's Dictionary. A sloth is an animal that's very slow moving, a very lazy animal, a very lazy animal. It's about two feet long, hangs upside down in trees. It's a shaggy mammal in the tropical Central and South American uh, countries that hangs back down from branches and it feeds on fruits and vegetation. Just hangs there from that tree eating all day long. It just hangs around. You ever had anybody ask you, what are you doing hanging around here? You're just hanging around, amen? Well, Paul's saying, hey, don't be slothful. Don't hang around. Don't be lazy. Don't just lay around and eat and do nothing but lay around and eat. Now, I'm not comparing you this morning. I don't mean to compare you with some animal. I don't mean to say that you came from an animal. I don't believe in evolution. I believe that God created mankind and animals separate on a different day according to the Word of God. But what I'm saying is let's don't be slothful. Let's don't be full of sloth, okay? Let's don't be full of the characteristics of a sloth. Let's don't hang around in our Christian life and be lazy and be all idle and be not inclined to work. In other words, let's get to work in our Christian life. Amen? In other words, we're not to be slothful in our thanksgiving unto God. We're to not only be thankful to God today because this is Thanksgiving Sunday, but we're to be thankful to God every day like my brother Bruce prayed this morning. You know, in the last days, Paul says that a person that is unthankful is a sign of the last days over in 2 Timothy chapter 3. Let me just read it to you. 2 Timothy 3, 2, Paul says this. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covenants, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful and unholy. A sign of the last days. He says, this also know that in the last days perilous times shall come and people shall be lovers of themselves and unthankful. Over in the book of Romans, Paul talking about mankind said this, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but they became vain in their imaginations. Their foolish heart were darkened. See, we can become so vain and so ungodly in our thinking, in our thinking, and so ungodly in our heart. Our heart and our thinking can become so dark that we can become not thankful unto God. See, not being thankful is a result of not only a spiritual state, but a mental state. But I'm talking to Christians in here today, born-again believers, most of you. But according to where your mind is, according to how thankful you're going to be unto God today, are you slothful in your thinking? 
Are you slothful in your imaginations this morning? You think about Jesus hanging on the cross a lot. You think about Jesus dying on that cross for you and resurrecting for you from the grave and giving you eternal life. Do you think about your victory in Christ? Do you meditate upon the Word a lot? What do you think about in your life? You know, if we go back and look at the children of Israel, they were running around the desert. They were unmindful of the things of God, it says in the book of Deuteronomy. And they were always thinking about the things that they left over in the land of the flesh, over in the land of Egypt. Are you thinking about the things of the devil more than you're thinking about the things of God? If you are, you're going to be more thankful to the devil than you are to God. See, we need to think about the things of God and then we will be thankful, thankful unto God. Do you understand what I'm saying this morning? We need to think about the things of God, not become vain in our imaginations, not let our foolish hearts be darkened with the world, but to fill our minds with the Word of God. Thankfulness and thanksgiving are commands that God gives us that we are to do. We are to be thankful as Christians every day, not murmuring Christians going around complaining what you hadn't got. Oh, I don't have this and don't have that and don't have this. You ever catch yourself murmuring in your Christian life? We need to begin to be thankful unto God what we do have in our Christian life. In Colossians chapter 3, verse number 15, it says this, And let the peace of God rule your hearts. Let the peace of God rule your hearts. The peace of God is to rule your thinking. Amen? It's to rule your thinking. The peace that God gave you at Calvary is to rule your thinking. Amen? Amen? Letting the peace of God rule your thinking is not becoming vain in your imaginations and being unthankful. But letting the peace of God, letting the peace that God gave you at Calvary rule your thinking. It goes on to say, To the which also you are called in one body, and be ye thankful. Brother, when you let the peace of God rule your heart, you're going to be thankful. Amen. It goes on to say, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, with grace in your hearts, again, with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatsoever you do, in word or deed, do all in the name of Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. Brother, when you're doing things in the name of Jesus, you're doing things in the name of His Word, in the name of His resurrection, in the name of your victory, in the name of a Christian. Brother, you're a Christian. The things that you do, you do as a Christian. You do in the name of Jesus. And those things that you do in the name of Jesus as a Christian, you are to be thankful in doing those things. We're to be thankful, but we become thankful as we begin to sing with grace in our hearts again. Verse number 16, sing with grace in your hearts. Where is the grace of God? What is the grace of God? Jesus, dying upon the cross. Come up out of that grave for you, amen? And giving you life everlasting, something that you did not even deserve, but it was God's grace. Having that grace, having that grace, having your mind meditated upon that grace, having your mind meditating upon that resurrection, letting that grace of God be in your heart, letting that grace of God be in your thinking. And when you let the grace of God be in your thinking, brother, you'll be thankful. Brother, tears will even become evident in your eyes of your thankfulness unto God. Your heart will begin to just pour out to God. Amen? For the great thing which He has done to you. 
In 1 Thessalonians 5.18 it says, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Brother, it's the will of God that you give thanksgiving unto God. Amen? As you think about Christ Jesus and what he did for you. In Philippians 4.26 it says, Be careful or be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Even as you pray with thanksgiving. Amen? Thanking God for those things which he has given you through the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. In 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse number 14, it says, Now thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. See, God caused us to triumph in Christ Jesus. In his death, burial, and resurrection, he caused us to triumph. And brother, when you think about that, brother, you can begin to give thanks unto God. Amen? Now, thanks be unto God which always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. Psalms 100, verses 4 and 5 says, Enter into his gates. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his gates with thanksgiving. And then when you enter into his courts, enter in with praise. Amen? And be thankful unto God, the psalmist David said. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Brother, we are kings and priests and joint heirs with Christ, saved by the grace of God. And now we need to begin to thank God for that. Amen? Now, you know, in order to be thankful, we must know what we have to be thankful for. In a nutshell, that's what we can say. In order to be thankful Christians, in order not to be slothful in our, in our thanksgiving, we have to know what we need to be thankful for. And we must find out and come to know what we have to be thankful for by getting into God's Word. Amen? See, if you find yourself not thankful today in areas of your life, it's because you don't know what you have to be thankful for. Slothful in your thanksgiving unto God is a result of being slothful in some other area of your life. Amen? For instance, slothful in the Word of God. The Word says that you shall know my Word and you shall be my disciples indeed because you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Amen? See, when you begin to come into the knowledge of what Christ has done for you, and when you get into the knowledge of the Word and come into an understanding and a revelation knowledge of His Word and what Jesus has done, you cannot help but be thankful unto God and praise God. Amen? Let me say it again. Being slothful in your thanksgiving is a result of you being slothful in other areas of your life other than that of thanksgiving. Slothful in the Word, not getting into the Word. Well, what does the Word tell us? It tells us about the resurrection. The Word tells us about deliverance. The Word tells us about Jesus. The Word is Jesus. The Word comes down to the resurrection. The Word comes down to us getting delivered from Satan. The Word comes down and says that we've been delivered from sin. The Word says that we have been made right with God. The Word says that the Holy Ghost has come inside of us and made us His temple. The Word says that we are kings and priests and joint heirs with Christ because of what Jesus did. The Word says that He went down into hell, Jesus Christ, and He shouted out, 
to the devil and said, I'm alive, I'm alive, I'm alive forevermore and resurrected. The word says that I'm crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. That's what the Word says. That's what I have to be thankful for. His resurrection, glory to God. He delivered me. He brought life to me. I was dead in the Spirit, but now I'm alive, alive, alive forevermore. Amen? That's what I have to be thankful for. But I'll tell you what, I knew I sure wouldn't be thankful unto God for that if I didn't know it. Amen? You came down to the altar one day and got saved. Brother, I bet you went away thankful, didn't you? That you're on your way to heaven. Amen? When you become a Christian, it doesn't end at the altar. It starts at the altar. You're thanking Jesus continually every day of your life after you're saved. You hear the gospel for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. See, God gave you a gift and you're to be thankful for that gift. But it doesn't end when you first receive that gift. Somebody gave you a million dollars and it was to last you forever. You were to put some in the bank. Brother, I bet you'd be thankful for that million dollars every day, wouldn't you? Huh? You wouldn't forget that person that gave you that million dollars. Amen? You'd continue to be thankful for it day after day after day after day. It's the same way with Jesus. He gave you the gift of himself. God gave you the gift of his son. And now you're to continue to thank God for it day after day after day after day after day. We don't want to be slothful about getting into God's Word and learning what we have to be thankful for. Everything that we have here seems to be designed around discipleship in this chapel program here. We're always telling you, get into the Word, get into prayer, amen? Get into fellowship, come to services, get into yoke fellows, get into discipleship, get into how to witness, Get into this. Get into that. We're always leading you to the Word to become a disciplined person. And disciplined discipleship or being a disciplined person does not come overnight. The Lord says that we have to study to show ourselves approved unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the Word of truth. Brother, the more you stay into the Word, the more experience you get, the more knowledge you get of what you have to be thankful for. The disciplined life is a growing life. You grow in faith from day to day to day to day to day. Amen? You grow. And it becomes a deep-seated experience, not only spiritually, but mentally. Mentally. You have to get into the Word and come to find out what has taken place in your life. And brother, as you begin to find out through His Word and get into His Word what has taken place in your life, your actions will begin to change and you'll begin to raise your hands and you'll begin to shout to God and you'll begin to be thankful because, brother, you're not only born again, but you've notified your mind that you've been born again. You've notified your mind by studying the Word of God of what has happened in your life. And all of a sudden, your body gets caught on and your body gets to judge and dancing and shouting and hollering and raising your hands, brother, you become a whole man. Amen? Because you notified your mind with the Word of God. You've come into the understanding knowledge as Paul prayed in Ephesians 1 and Colossians 1 that you would come into the revelation and understanding of who you are in Him and what is the hope of your calling. Amen? 
and what he wrought in your life and the power he gave to usward, how he translated you out of darkness and how he called you to be his son up into the kingdom of light. Glory to God. Amen. When you come into the knowledge of that, you begin to shout and jump and it becomes good for to you. Amen. Good for you too. Amen. Healthy for you. It's healthy. Spirit of God begins to take over your body and your actions and you don't become sick anymore like you used to. Amen. Glory to God. It's health unto your body, the word says in Proverbs. Discipleship. See, as you begin to get into the word and not be slothful in the word, see? See, are you just hanging around today like this animal here we see up on the board, sloughing, not getting into the word of God? So you need to get into the Word of God. If you're not into the Word of God, you're going to be slothful in your thanksgiving. You don't want to be slothful in your prayer life either. If you're not praying unto God, you're just hanging around, not praying unto God. Don't know what you got to be thankful for. Not only slothful in your thanksgiving, which is a result of being slothful in the Word, a result of being slothful in your prayer life. You're just hanging around, never testifying, never studying the Word of God. Brother, you're going to be slothful in your thanksgiving because you're not going to know. What you have to be thankful for. Slothful and using your time for things other than that of God. Giving your time over here and over there and just hanging around. Doing your own thing. Not giving any time to God. Being slothful with your time. Not ever attending services. Got some excuse for not going. Some excuse over here. Just hanging around. Hanging around with the wrong crowd. Brother, if you're doing all that, you're going to be slothful in your thanksgiving. You've got to be diligent, fervent in spirit, Paul says, in every area of your life, serving the Lord. You're giving, for instance. You can just hang around, never give to the Lord, never give to anybody, anything. Hanging around, not walking in the spirit. Hanging around, being slothful, never getting down and meditating in the Word and really coming to the knowledge of what that life with Christ is all about. Never coming to the knowledge of what that death, burial, and resurrection means to you. You can just be a sloth and just hang around, be a defeated Christian, start crying all the time, boo-hooing on your brother's shoulder. Get into the Word. Get into prayer. Get into fellowship. Like I say, we have... Every kind of program here that we want you to get involved in, Yoke Fellows, the first 15 minutes of each Yoke Fellow group is the seven or eight disciplines. Brother, you begin to do those seven or eight disciplines and you'll become a thankful person in every area of your life. You'll not only begin to experience for yourself, but you'll be able to start going out and sharing with other people what has taken place in your life. See, it's got to happen in your own life. We've got to experience in our own life. We've got to experience salvation in our own life. We've got to experience what the Word of God means in our own life. We've got to experience our own prior life. We've got to experience what being diligent with our time is all about. We've got to experience worship and praise in the Spirit-filled life. We've got to experience all these, all these uh, uh, things in a spirit-filled life. We've got to experience ourselves before we can go out and give it to someone else. And that's what it's all about. Amen? Being used as a Christian by God. See, this Christian life is all about getting people born again. That's what it's all about. And if you're hanging around like a sloth and not thankful today for what God has done into your life, it's because you hadn't been into the Word. 
Hadn't been into prayer. Let me say it again. Hadn't been into fellowship. Hadn't been attending services. You hadn't been doing your job as a Christian. You've been a sloth. You've been slothful. Paul says, don't be slothful. And see, it's one thing to be born again in the Spirit. You're born again in the Spirit. 1 Peter 1.23 says that we've been born again. Not of that corruptible seed like back there with Adam and Eve, but we've been born of that incorruptible seed by the Word of God which liveth and abideth forever. That's spiritually, amen? See, but we're not only a spirit, we're also a soul. We have a mind. Now, this is what we need to do with our mind. Paul says in Romans 12, 2, that we don't need to be conformed to this world. Brother, if you're conformed to this world, you're a sloth. You're slothful. In other words, you're not doing the things of God. You're not diligent in the, in the things of God. The Amplified Bible says that we're to never, 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 never lag in zeal and earnest endeavor. Be aglow and burning with the Spirit. Romans 12, 1. Romans 12, 11. But Romans 12, 2 tells us how we're to do that. How are we to get a glow with the Spirit? To not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. See, we've been born again down in the Spirit. Amen. You got born again down here. Now we've got to do something to our mind. That's what we've been talking about. Letting the peace of God rule our mind. See, not be conformed to this world and the things of the world, but to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. See? Renew our mind. Renew our mind to what the Word says. Amen? Now we're going to get somewhere in a second. Listen to me. Not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Amen? That we may prove what is that good and that acceptable and perfect will of God. See, according to how much you renew your mind to the thinking of the Word of God is what you prove unto God, whether it's good, whether it's acceptable, or whether it's the perfect will of God. You can do three things as a Christian today. How many is born again in here? Brother, according to how you renew your mind with the Word of God and what the Word of God says and coming into the knowledge of who you are in Christ and what Jesus did with you at the resurrection, and how much you renew your mind with that depends on where you're at. Good, acceptable, or perfect will of God. The perfect will of God we saw over in 1 Thessalonians 5.18 was that in everything we're to give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. I believe the will of God there is the perfect will of God. The perfect will of God is that you be thankful. But in order for you to be thankful, you have to renew your mind with the Word of God and let the peace of God, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, your victory in Jesus Christ, we have to be thankful because of what Jesus has done for us. Amen? We have to be thankful for the gift that He gave us, and now we have to come into the knowledge and begin to renew our mind to what that victory is all about. Are you with me? And then it comes to our body. What happens to our body? Well, Romans 12, 1 tells us that right before 12, 2. It says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. That takes care of everything. Brother, you've been born again. You've renewed your mind by the Word of God. And then all of a sudden, the Holy Ghost that lives inside of you begins to jump out and take control of your body. And you begin to present it unto God as a king and a priest and a joint heir with Christ 
which is your reasonable service unto God. Amen? But today, if you find yourself not giving your reasonable service unto God, it's because you're slothful. See, Paul said to be not slothful in business or in diligence, but to be fervent, to be hot in your spirit, to be hot with the spirit, to be hot with the spirit, not only where you are spiritually as born again, but to be hot with the spirit by the word of God in your mind so that you can begin to serve the Lord. Glory to God. Romans 12, 11. You see that? See, you're a three-part being. You not only must be born again, you must have your mind renewed to what Jesus has done so that you can begin to give God what is your reasonable service to Him, which is thanksgiving. Be not slothful in your thanksgiving. Thanking God for what has taken place in your life. Can you do that? Let's stand up and thank God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Just thank the Lord. Say thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. See, when you know that great gift, you know, when someone comes up and gives you something, you say thank you, don't you? See, Father God has given you the most important gift that you can ever receive in this entire world as a man. He's given you He's given you his best. Giving you everything. See? And you have to come into the knowledge of what he's given you. The greatness of what he's given you. And not be slothful. But come into the knowledge of what he's given you, brother. Just think about what he's given you for a second in your mind. Think about that.